Hello and welcome back to the Neil Plus One podcast with me, Neil Curran. Well, this week I get to speak with a whole room of people uh, as I get to speak with Leah Wirgler, Wendy Penrod, TJ Penrod and Ryan McLean hailing from Cedar City in Utah. This was a lot of fun and we spoke back during Improv Fest Ireland when they were performing there a little while ago. So I hope you enjoy it. It'll be at like NPR. <laughs> yeah, do this whole thing like NPR. So basically... So Walking Dead spoilers. <laughs> I'm going to talk like Diane Reeves if we're doing it. <laughs> I'm Diane Reeves. Hello. Welcome to Neil Plus Four today. Yeah. And we're here in Dublin. It's again another podcast being recorded during the week of Improv Best Island. Yeah. I've got some, I've got some cowboys in my midst. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeehaw. Introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm Rev McLean, uh, and I'm from Pontex Queen in Utah. Yeah. Uh, I'm TJ Penrod. I as well from Palm t- Palm Pond Takes Queen uh, from Utah. Yep, I'm Wendy Penrod. I'm also from Pond Takes Queen in Utah, and we are uh, part of the OTC Comedy Theater in Cedar City, Utah, as well. Yes. Oh yeah. True. And I'm Leah Wergler, and I am part of the OTC Comedy Theater in Utah. And you're all very welcome. So, anyone who's listening, all one of you. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> if you hear aggressive banging noises, it's because. People are just tapping the desk. <laughs> I, I did just very... I just slammed my hand on the table. I'm going to try not to touch it at all. Don't think people from Utah are aggressive <laughs> during interviews. Or at least not with us. Just, just not yeah. There's a good chance some people from Utah are aggressive. <laughs> so, but at, at time of recording, you guys have not performed yet. So no. Right. Yes. Um, but tell us a little bit about your show, Politics Queen, first. Cool. Well, we do a uh, a mono scene, so we do one scene for however long people give us to perform. Um, that's typically around thirty. We, the, the sweet spot for us is usually around thirty to thirty-five minutes, but uh, you know that can be taken any amount of time, longer or shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what we typically do is a very patient, conversational mono scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty much nails it. That's... Yeah. We... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we focus on yeah that what what she said yeah yeah great so we said um, yeah a lot just now so so that's pretty self explanatory yeah mm-hmm. um, but you don't just ponte queen it as you say you yeah um, well I'm not sure how many of this ensemble runs I'm not going to make mistakes I always make mistakes I'm not going to so tell us about the theater. Uh, you are assuming correctly. Yeah. We are the management, the management team of yeah. OTC Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, we run it. We do classes. Uh, we, we do a short-form show every Friday night um, mm-hmm. in Cedar City, Utah. So if you find yourself, anyone from Dublin... In Cedar City, I know it happens. Which we often, did have somebody so. from Dublin come to our true. festival, That's so we true. laugh about that. Mm-hmm. But somebody oh, yeah. from Dublin so, came to our Red Rocks Improv yeah. Festival, and she said she would be coming to the show we'll tonight. See if she so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, is she an improviser? No, no, no. no. She's no. friends mm-hmm. with one of our yeah. friends from St. George. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, so we we do that every Friday night, and then we do a variety of different shows, uh, long form, short form. We do plays. We uh, have bands and and all that come through, yeah. so it's kind of a a catch all of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you also have a festival. Yes. Yes. How's it about that? Well, let me set it up for you. Oh, okay. Ooh. I have not had the pleasure of being at Red Rocks yet, but a everyone... big, huge emphasis on the yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, but everyone I talk to about the festival, they usually just think of, oh man, it's one of the best festivals, you've got to go to it. Um, so tell us a little bit about the festival and tell us what I've been missing out on. Okay. okay. Well, that's, um, that's awesome. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, I'm, gra- I'm glad yeah. people say that. That's very nice. <laughs> uh, well, we just did our seventh Red Rocks Improv Festival. Um, one of the things that we try to focus on when we host the Red Rocks Improv Festival is we, we like to focus on uh, a feeling of kind of adventure about the festival. Yeah, so we live yeah. in a really small yeah. t- sound, a really small town in southern rural Utah. Yeah. And the, the biggest thing that we have at our, at our uh, disposal. disposal is our national parks are only 40 minutes away. And we have these big, it's called Zion National Park, and it's this big, beautiful red rock mountains around where we live Mm. and so we really focus on making people feel that small town feel when they come to our festival so it's all Mm. about inclusion and community Mm. and so when you're a performer coming to our festival we do everything we can to make it feel like it's all about you and letting you get to know what our small town is all about and then we uh we offer like for the performers we offer uh activities so we often will do like Cool. On Friday, we like to have like a bowling party just for everybody to get together and show yeah. how terrible we all are at bowling. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we host a hike, uh, usually to uh, Zion National Park, but there's also other locations that we've gone to around as well. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Canaryville Falls that we like to go to, which is a water year. hike. Yeah, yeah we got to. We did uh, red cliffs. Yeah, yeah. so we hiked through area. like rivers, up waterfalls, or we've taken people, you know, up the narrows in Zion. Yeah. Uh, to Cedar Breaks, which is a national monument that just sort of like opens up into this beautiful like red rock sort of canyon. That mm-hmm. it's I mean it's just we live in a really pretty place. So yeah, petroglyphs in a nearby area yeah. where you can yeah. see ancient writings. Yeah, so we organize that so that when you come to our festival, you don't really have to worry about like what am I going to do. We we try and take care of that because we know that it's a difficult it's it's yeah. a destination festival. So to get to us is hard in the first place because you have to fly into somewhere and then you also have to drive. So people. Are going to take all of that time to do that once you get to where we are we make it really we want to make it easy for you so yeah, we love to like easy, feed fun. people and mm-hmm. and help people and and just yeah. really show them a good time so because that's a challenge i think because you know having been to a few festivals been part of and attended it's a challenge to have the hospitality factor in some festivals. like the bigger yeah. the festival the harder it is to yeah do. for sure mm-hmm. and you know as much as, as festival producers, we would like everyone to go to every show. It's just not realistic. So we have to assume people will want to sightsee. You know, yeah. the great thing about having a festival in Ireland is you've got a festival in Ireland. The downside of it is um, people will want to go and see the country. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. We've had people come over and see the country for six days and then get to see one day. Of it. Yeah. But at least they get to say one day, one day at a festival. But it is very hard to get that hospitality factor right. Yeah. 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 And we have a little bit of a plus on our side, whereas there's really not much around our town. Yeah. So like the closest other city is a 45 minute drive. So, you know, once people get there, there really isn't much else to do, but then we make it really easy so they don't have to try and organize yeah. or be like, Oh, where do I drive to even get there? Or how do I get there? We're like, you show up at this time and we'll take you where the, the really beautiful places are to go, or we'll show you what's fun about our town. Because um, it's re- it's a, one of those towns you could drive through and just, just kind of be like, a, what is this place? It's a pretty small uh, town in general. Like Cedar City is not – it's definitely a smaller town. And it has like uh, – we have a really cool – we have a Shakespeare festival there that goes on through mm-hmm. the year. Uh, and then the other half of the year we have – so like half the year we have the Shakespeare festival going on. And then the other half we have the college uh, that's there because it's a college town as well. So it's we kind of have an eclectic – it's yeah. an eclectic little town for – for Utah, especially, um, you know, it kind of, yeah, you know, breaks out of the mold of like what a 
kind of a normal Utah experience, yeah. I think, a lot of times. Right. So Yeah, which makes it fun. So I do want to ask you, you probably expected this, <clears throat> you know, doing improv in Utah, particularly where you're doing improv. <laughs> yeah. You know, improv is not the first thing that springs to mind when people think of Utah. Utah, yeah. Right. yeah. So how, how is that effect, or has it had an effect on improv, the whole... The, the, the religious background, you know, the, the yeah. religious right. association. Yeah. How does that affect improv in town? Or how does it affect you doing your job? Um, well, it definitely does. Uh, so <clears throat> that's it's kind of fun to talk about that in conjunction with our festival because we have a very interesting dynamic in our city. So we definitely have to do a family-friendly show. And when I say a family show, I'm talking American PG-rated movies is the farthest we can go. Yeah. So um, we might be able to get away with some swear words, but even that's pushing it. Only the lower-key swear words. Yes, and we certainly couldn't use like... A couple of dams. The Lord's the, Name yeah. in Vain is not yeah. a good one. It doesn't go no. over well. Oh, that's wow. that's yeah. worse than some of the other, like, other swear yeah. words. Yeah, because yeah. it's a very, very conservative Mormon population. Um, however, when our festival comes through, we don't ever tell anyone in our festival to change their show. We're like, um, we tell our, our community that we have people coming in from over all over and they're going to sh- show their show. And our community is very forgiving of other people's shows. Oh, yeah, they, We've they never had it. anyone from Cedar City walk out of our festival because of something somebody from Los Angeles has done. Yeah. But if we did that, they would be very yeah. upset. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the, the week after our festival... Uh, I said, God damn, on stage at our regular show, and we had three people leave. So, uh, and but during the festival, no one left. <laughs> like, yeah. And there was a lot worse said yeah. on stage yeah. than that. Yeah, so. Uh, so it's it's a funny, like, the festival kind of is a funny thing, but like, but in general, like, as far as that goes, too, like, uh, Utah is pretty, um, uh, yeah, what's the word? It's predominantly Mormon, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, I grew up in Utah, uh, not Mormon. And so it's been a very interesting journey just through life yeah. in general there. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is like off the cuff for OTC comedy and, and Pontix queen, like none of us are Mormon. Uh, Wendy was, was, I was raised Mormon. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm not currently yeah. Mormon. I, I'm like you. I came from the yeah. not Mormon background. Yeah. And a lot of us were raised Mormon or now aren't or all that kind of stuff. But what we found in general is that it sort of stretched us to change the improv and to sort of look beyond what might be, you know, because we can't, we can't go to that place. We can't do anything that's considered vulgar. So we can't do anything that's too sexy or risque. Um, or, I mean, I guess we could, but we, we risk losing our audience and we would risk losing them big time in our town. It really just is what it is. So it sort of stretches us to kind of find the humor in some, in a different Avenue, which I think has kind of made us better improvisers, which is kind of interesting. That certainly isn't to say that our show tonight may or may not be family friendly Mm because we don't censor ourselves when we leave. We expect lots of swear words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We're like, woo, now we're finally out. (laughs) We do. We do have a a saying that we've kind of held on to, uh, that's vulgarity is no substitute for wit. So yeah, that you know that we don't lean like it challenges us because we can't lean on that stuff um, at all. Like it's not something yeah. that we have to. It's, it's not really a bad thing though. I mean, when you're inexperienced with improv, there is that thing of you tend to go for the dick yeah. jokes, mm-hmm. yeah, because mm-hmm. the shock gets a reaction which people assume is a laugh, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, uh, less is more, isn't it? Really, with an audience, the less you spell things out, the more yeah. the audience mm-hmm. can yeah. join the dots. Yeah. Which is, I, I think, is a, is a better experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's yeah. also really yeah. great about Mormon people is they love m- being made fun of. 
it's a very strange thing to say, but they really do. They're very lighthearted and fun people who love, yeah. like, aside from the rest of the world, they love the Book of Mormon musical more than anybody else does because it's they find it quite hilarious when they make fun of themselves. So mm-hmm. they love to laugh and they love to have a good time and yeah. they love to be made as long fun as of. It's so good fun. Yeah, yeah, if it's all yeah. in good fun, they're they're right there along with us. So we also don't have a lot of problems. We've not had right. a lot of issues. And, and the culture itself kind of lends it lends it to it's just a more theatrical culture, like mm-hmm. uh, you know the you know the songs and. They, you know, I know that Mormons do a lot of plays and stuff, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah very... and stuff like that. So it's so it's a very like theatrically familiar culture, uh, which I think can be helpful, and I oh, think yeah. it was helpful when we started uh, doing off the cuff. Um, yeah, they're used to seeing people perform and do live things. Yeah, they like performing arts in general. Yeah, because they perform at church every week. They right. do all kinds of stuff. So it's a very they're very open to it, which is awesome. You will see fifty productions of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, yeah, because one Dreamcoat is not enough. No, <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> so parking, parking the religious aspect for a second. Um, what's interesting as well talking to you guys is you've built an improv community um, outside of. The main cities that do mm-hmm. improv. And mm-hmm. So, and you, so your background in training. How, did you go to Second City or how did you go that route, or where, what, where did your training? How did you get about it? We we did a lot. Like we've done workshops, like with Second yeah. City. Like we did a we did a two week intensive uh, in two thousand seven. Uh, a Second City uh, intensive, and we that's primarily where we met, like Dave Rosowski and. and for mm-hmm. people that know names and yeah, we haven't shit. formally gone to any of the tr- through any of the programs and levels and training classes in any of the theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we started. All of us started doing improv in either high school or college in Utah. Found ourselves all in Cedar City, at the same place. Started doing improv, had a lot of fun, and then through this creation of a troupe and then moving forward into the idea of creating a theater and a community have just gone out to find any workshop and opportunities we could we've gone to we've gone to festivals we've we've invited people to come and paid the way for some of them we've had a lot of different artists like come to work with us like uh, camp was a huge thing for us it still is that's how we met you and uh and that's and like i can't even describe yeah. How helpful Camp Improv Utopia has been in the development of, of our community and our yeah, festival. Yeah. Nick Armstrong and Brian O'Connell and and those those guys have really uh, had an impact on us. Yeah, because they've seen what it is. You know, they have a, that view of the bigger picture that it's not just going to be L.A. and Chicago, and the idea of like it's going to be this international thing that it, it has to become a global phenomenon that goes into every nook and cranny for it to really become and live up to its potential. And the only way for that to happen is to, you know, really put energy into making sure that communities like ours grow and develop. And yeah. people like Nick and Brian really help make that happen, which is yeah. rad. So yeah. I think they really see that potential. Yeah. And Nick creating Camp Improv Utopia has really opened that door for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, I think that view is shared by many of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is one of our highlights on the calendar. Yeah. 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 Um, so then stylistically then, because I think, you know, one of the things I'm always interested in seeing and talking to is people who ha- who aren't based in L.A. or Chicago and, you know, your, your training and development becomes this more hybrid <coughs> approach to improv. Yeah. So if you were to, like, take a step back from the work that you do, how would you describe your improv? Mm. That's, that's an mm. interesting one. That's a good one. 
Well, there's definitely a big foundation in both short form and long form at this point. Um, yeah. And for a while, I don't know if it's so much now, but for a while there was, uh, we kind of viewed it as a hybrid between short form and long form. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten more, I think. We, we joked around that it was called short form. long form is what we called it. Yeah. Three people walked out in the cockpit. And then, of course, we had to start over. Yeah. Uh, no. uh, but... But I think in the most in, – in recent years, we've definitely started uh, moving more towards the uh, relationship-driven uh, long-form aspect mm-hmm. of, yeah. of our performances. Uh, I would say that's like – for me personally, that's where I lie on the spectrum of improv is that I focus a lot on I, – I, I think relationship is the most important in a scene um, uh, because through the relationship, you'll find game and you'll find – uh, all of that, and I, I feel like that's that's where I stand on that whole right. issue. I know. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It sort of depends on what we're doing, isn't that funny? Like um, when we approach our, I, well, for me, I guess when we approach when I approach our Pontex Queen, um, our Pontex Queen set is very specific. We have a really like we, we know for sure that we're doing um, conversational work with characters who have a deep respect for each other. They might not like each other in that moment, but yeah, they but they do. Like each, you know, they have they do respect each other or love each other somewhere in the deepness of their souls. Otherwise, and, they listen to each other. Yes, and yeah. that they know each other very, very well. Like those are our three things that every time we go on stage as Pontics, we're like, these are the three things that this scene is going to have to have for this form that we do to work. When we do just like um, Armando's and montages, you know, Armando's for us, we really like every time I, I'm on stage, I always try to approach the idea of like initiations, really strong initiations. Think about that in the Armando when I'm when I'm doing montages. For me, with each scene, it could be like, what's the game? What's the pattern? And then in the next scene, it's like, oh, this is about the relationship. In the next scene, it's like, oh, we're having a lot of fun painting this idea or what is it we're trying to, you know what I mean? And so having that just one like main thing that we were taught, I think helps it us to be adaptable like that. Yeah. So it's sort of hard to pin it down because I really feel like every time I get on stage, I'm always just like, what does this scene need right now? And that might be to be helpful in the pattern that might be to be really grounded in the relationship might that may be to be as fun and silly and crazy as possible mm-hmm. that might just be like we're doing every accent because that's what the scene needs because we're playing a short form game like i think for me i guess i always try to think about that like what does this need for me where, where where do i fit in this puzzle as opposed to like yeah and before it was always just like what's fun and now it's more like oh what's needed yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah, think sure Oh, yeah. you, TJ. <laughs> yeah, Teach. Why don't you? Why don't you enlighten us? Come on, Teach. Well, I think I think I think it is important to say that, like all uh, uh, the three of us on Pontex Queen. I think one of the reasons that we work really well together with Pontex Queen is because uh, we all have a very theatrical background. Like uh, all of us got our degrees in in acting. Uh, I got my in acting and directing, and and that's how we kind of met through like a theater group. And so I think that like the the idea of like. You know, I always see anything I'm doing improvically or anything. Well, at this point, everything I do is like, oh, I can tie that to improv. Like, I'll be out gardening, being like, oh my God, I this love is you. an improv thing. I, love I don't you. garden, I by the way. I love uh, gardening when we do not have a garden, and I've never seen garden, him garden. But I, <laughs> I um, Gardening. But, but I think, like, I'm like, being able to tie all of those together as well. I'm being serious. I know, I'm sorry. I love you so much. goes home and sits quietly in a corner, being like, why won't she get the hint that I want to garden? 
<laughs> and this if podcast you, is where it comes out. If you so, want a garden, just, please don't let you. me stop thank you. you. That's all I've wanted. Let it be, let it be known to the well, thank state you that I'm not for giving stopping. me this opportunity. <laughs> I get a go. Anyway, my my uh, I think that like you know like every aspect of improvisation I think uh, ties back to theater and and making I think uh, me myself a, a better theater. Uh, uh, I don't know, patron or uh, actor, director, whatever aspect I'm, I'm utilizing uh, the theater into that point. Um, and I think that improv ties into that. And so like, I feel the Pontex Queen is very theatrical in that aspect. So we get to, instead of like change the characters, we, we get to be a character and kind of uh, play a character like you would in a play. Like it feels very uh, play-like when we, when, when we do that. And I, I kind of like that. And then, I don't know if it's just me and my personality, but I like to think that we uh, kind of have a punk rock approach to uh, improvisation as well, where it's, you know, the idea is that there's all these foundations out there of like, this is what it is, this is what it is, and we are kind of like, cool, we're going to take what we know and we're going to do the things that we like to do and, you know, make, and it, work for make it work for us in the way that we're going to make it work and, you know, screw... Whatever else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly the sentiment, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just, um, yeah. <laughs> Coming next year, TJ is going to be improvising in the garden. I know, yeah. right? It's my dream. <laughs> so, um, speaking of acting, uh, you guys have a web series, a very entertaining, mm-hmm. yet cringeworthy web series. <laughs> Funny setup. I'm kind of sitting amongst the celebrities here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's called Funny Side Up. Uh, we're actually right now in the middle of crowdfunding for our second season. Uh, our first season was six episodes long. They're about 15 to 18 minute long episodes mm-hmm. each. Uh, and it's uh, basically it's a mockumentary style web series based on uh, our own experiences. We are It's a mockumentary about a local improv group trying to form in a town called Cedar City. So yeah. we really stretched yeah. ourselves. We really yeah. branched out. Yeah. Well, what's funny is a lot of the stuff is based on true things that have actually yes. happened to yeah. us. So it's really fun when we meet people who see the show because right. we could be like, "That actually happened." They'll be like, "No way." Yeah, <laughs> a lodge, uh, a, a show in front of a lodge of people just watching sports events. Yep, uh, that happened. That yeah. happened. We've got a couple that we're, we've ideas that are lined up for the second season that we're pretty excited about yeah, based on yeah. things that have happened. Oh, to the us. woman that was angry that oh yeah crap oh yeah yes yeah she kept but that happened during a show so like in this in the series the episode a woman comes up and makes a complaint about somebody saying the c word and um and it's it's afterwards but it in real life it happened during a show she like stops the show in the middle of the audience is like you guys said the c word and we were all like oh my gosh like we're all (laughs) trying to think like who said that (laughs) word combination of two words that might have sounded like that like our face this is all drained and she's like they said crap and we were like you've got to be kidding me like only in Utah would this happen that was actually the only time though that like she literally was the only one everybody else in the audience was like no crap what no that's not a thing well then everybody else was like well now we're all thinking of the C word god <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that was her. Maybe that was her. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. She got it. But uh, yeah, Wendy, uh, Wendy, TJ, and Leah are three of our main characters in the show. Um, uh, Wendy plays Allison, who is like the main character. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison, yeah, she's the theater like the person who runs the improv troupe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Melissa in the series. 
kind of Allison's forced sidekick. Not forced sidekick. She's her best friend. <laughs> they are best friends, yes. But in the improv world. Yes, she forces forced, her into yeah. doing a bunch of stuff she doesn't want to do. Yeah. Out of love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I first watched it, these expressions, I could feel the cringe. Yes. And I was showing, showing to a friend, I, I, uh, I showing it to a friend and saying, oh, I know, I know these guys. And I have to repeatedly remind them, oh, they're not like that in real life. Which kind of says that you really captured that cringe. Because I, you know, when, I, when the office was screened, the British office was screened here on TV, and you know, working in an office, that was, that was so hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, traumatic to watch it. And now I found the same with, with Funny Side. Yeah. There was moments where I'm like, oh no, are we reading like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we certainly took what we feel and then like, exp- like, Amplified it yeah. for sure because we had moments like that too where we watched and we're like, I hope this isn't too close. Like people that watch it and they're like, that's exactly how you guys are. And we're like, oh no. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, our main our main writers uh, Watson and, and Carson uh, who um, are also like are also part of the creative team uh, behind Funny Side Up. Like uh, you know Watson uh, was kind of he's kind of like the showrunner. Uh, and he did a lot of talking to me and Wendy and, and me and Rev and me and Leah about uh, ideas for for the show. So no matter what the situation, only TJ was the the one that was always involved on that. Yeah, I meant to say you know what I meant. I know. I'm the one that matters here, <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> anyway, what was the point you were trying to make? Uh, well, no, just just to, to include, you know, Watson and, and Carson, but like they, you know, just kind of reiterate, like in the writing process of that, like there was a lot of uh, there's stuff that are that is made up. Quite, yeah. a, quite a bit of it is made up. Yeah, there is a lot that is, and that we were always free to improvise on set. So that we would do like at least three takes that were written and then if we had an idea we would always be like hey I think this might be funny too or this could be something or can we just try a take where we just say whatever we want and it was always that was always possible and out there which was a lot of fun so yeah. a lot of it's improvised also which is a lot of fun yeah yeah awesome so uh, I did want to ask you TJ and not to put you on the spot yeah um, you're both married to each other, yeah, uh, yeah, conveniently, yeah. Um, so, I mean, as far as I know, he's not married to anybody else, but yeah. Uh, how, how has um, how has that you know? How do you balance that personal life uh, versus work life versus improv life? Yeah. Ah, yes, good question. Um, well, we're kind of an interesting. Um, couple, I think, where we thrive and do best when the more that we are together, mm-hmm. right? So we're yeah. that couple that, like, if we ever had to do long distance, it, I do not think that we would not do well long distance at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we are those people who, like, all the time I have people who are like, how could you guys, like, like our ideal, or at least I, could, I guess I can only speak for my, myself. My <laughs> ideal would be that we worked together, we did improv together, and then we got to go home and live together. We do live together currently. I think that should be stated. Well, I think think, that's very true. Like, uh, we are... That sounds very unhealthy, but it very much works for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) No, it's true. I agree with that. But you know what I mean? Like, we really do. We work very well. Like, a lot of people are like, don't you guys get sick of each other? And we just don't. Like, um, uh, we work really well together. Well, I think, too, that, like, you know, Part of it too that works out is that both of us have such a love for doing improv and, yeah. and theater that, like, uh, you know, I often think of how much time we, we spend to this uh, and how doing hard it would be improv and, and stuff to I mean, not have somebody yeah. there who understood or yeah. wanted to do it with us because we do spend a lot of time. 
yeah. doing it. And, you know, that's not to say that everything goes smoothly all the time. I mean, just this morning we got into a fight. It is what it is. What? <laughs> you know, we're just like every other couple. We're trying to figure out how yeah. to communicate with each other best and deal with everything best. And, you know, we get on each other's nerves and we have those moments and stuff. But, yeah. like, if I have to go out of town for work or he has to go out of town for work, those times that we're apart are hard on us. We like being together. Yeah. And we like we like to play uh, an improv with each other. Like, Oh, yeah. Really, oh, yeah. Really fun Really That's the thing. best time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't. I don't ever feel that our like our our relationship gets in the way of the improv. No, and I guess Rev and Leah might be able to speak to that better, but I think we're pretty good. And even when a decision comes to the table about what we need to do for off the cuff, that we have no problem both of us saying like, "Well, I feel this way," and the other one saying, "I feel completely differently." We need to make the decision because we're not going to come to an agreement on this. Yeah. But you guys might be able to talk better to that. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think what makes it. Uh, such a strong uh, relationship between you guys and being managers of Off the Cup is that you are willing to disagree yeah. on on very fundamental aspects of how things should be run at times and on some of the more nitty gritty things as well. Yeah. Um, and and because you guys are married, it makes it so that it can be fairly civil uh, at least. And yeah. whereas like two people who aren't in a, a committed relationship, right? If they disagree on something it could get fairly heated and and to the point where like things could shut down or people could like just decide they're never going to listen to the other person but i think that allows you guys to have the capability of avoiding that from happening because yeah. you're never going to just stop listening to each other at some point right? right you're going to always hear each other out i don't know what do you think of that? I agree with all the words you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she was like, not true. Let me tell you about what's really going on. Help me, everyone. They're in a terrible relationship. <laughs> no, yeah. We like to think that that's what it is, you know. But we love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. We met through doing improv. Yeah. So it's like kind yes. of one of those things that... I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was there the first night. Yeah, I was left not. Your feet. It was there. Um, but yeah, like we... We met doing it, so it was like one of those things that just has always been part of who we are. And, yeah, uh, and like and we are, we are like for sure. the worst example of what to do on paper because we started we started dating in September, and that January we started the improv troupe. Which if somebody came up to me and they were like, "I just started dating this guy, and I think I'm falling in love with him, and we want to start an improv troupe together," you know, somewhere inside of you, you go, "Don't do that," because if things go south, the whole thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. But it worked out well for us, and here we are, 13 years later. You know, married and with a theater. So, you know. That's awesome. Long story short, get married when you're 16 and have a baby at 17. You know what I'm saying? It works. I'm just kidding. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's our you talk. No, basically what we're saying is we're in no place to give anyone advice. I don't know what works or what makes it work. It just did for us, you know. Excellent, excellent. So now, uh, I wanted to ask you kind of teacher's tips. Is there anything that any of you have been working with students with recently, or maybe there's an area that you like playing in or or teaching? If you were to give advice, tips, and exercise for people, maybe share something. Share Mm. something. That's good. Um, Um, Trying to think of like what we've been working on. Lately, I mean, like we we've crafted, crafted. That sounds. Uh, we've created a a mono scene workshop that I think that you know kind of focuses on what Rev was saying, like relationship and uh, and conversational and and being like bringing yourself uh, to your improv and being comfortable with mm-hmm. 
bringing yourself to your improv. Yeah. I think that like that's such an important part of improvisation that like that I think that so many people, uh, especially when they first start improv, it's like how can I not be myself doing improv? Uh, and and I you know I think that anyone uh, you know your experiences through life and your who you are like bring that to stage because that's going to be really fun to play with and, and figure that out. And I think yeah. that's like a big thing that we've been, or that this yeah. me that yeah, I've been like not really shy away from. Right. Be willing yeah. to embrace the aspects yeah. of your characters that are going to have the same qualities as you. Yeah. Uh, that was and, on the teacher show last night. Like right. everybody came out oh, and started yeah. speaking their native tongue. And, and when that happened, there was no like second moment to be like, Oh, well we're in a, you know, in a country that speaks generally this language. So, well, you know, it was just that idea of like, no, this is who I am and this is what I, what oh, I so speak. Good. So I'm going to do that. And, and that, that mo that, that string of moments where we saw like four or five different languages all in one uh, scene was such a beautiful thing to see mm -hmm. that it was really just like watching you know, the bit of the improviser come out that was, it, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, it was very profound uh, as a theatrical moment. I thought, yeah. like, just yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and we love stuff like that that we get to see. So we try to push that um, when we do classes. I think for us, it's always about, well, I guess, again, for me, um, oh man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to uh, uh, say what I'm trying to, what I'm feeling. How to say what I'm feeling. Um, I, I I'd like to, to <laughs> I'd like to, to speak on like one thing that we all do uh, outside of our Im improvisation is uh, we all work with uh, troubled teens in, mm -hmm. in Utah. Yeah. And uh, improv has been an integral part of of working with teens, it helps you know kind of break down barriers and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But, but the kind of the basic tenets of improv, like we have four rules that we or tools that we really like to use, and that's always yes and, uh, commit fully, acceptance is uh, yeah. leave your ego at the door and uh, respect. Uh, respect and like all four of those are kind of our you know kind of things that we foundations of like anyone we teach and all that kind of stuff. But especially when we work with troubled youth. Uh, we utilize that as well, and it's and it's been it's pretty amazing to see like when we have like so a kid will graduate from one of the schools we work at, and you know in their graduation speech they'll say stuff like oh I just committed fully and like kind of give mm -hmm. give you a wink you're like oh, oh that yeah. makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, but like but it's but I think that those aspects of improvisation I think are are, are very important. Uh, in in maintaining all that other stuff that we talk about all the time. Yeah, it's just about everything in your life, right? Like, there's always going to be something that happens that you don't love, and so um, you have to completely and fully accept it and build upon it to create something that's great. And there's going to be a thousand things that happen in your life that you absolutely love that you're going to want to build upon, accept, and create something even better out of, you know? And improv teaches you how to do that. It, it's such an amazing gift to be able to learn how to do. And there's so many people in the world who don't know how to do that. Like it's, it's so funny. I mean, you talk about working in an office. It's so funny how often you hear no, but I think when people find improv and they, they love it, it's because they are, it's like love. They love coming to a place that they finally feel like acceptance is openly available to them. And I think especially in the United States, no is like the first thing that you hear. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about why we can't do that instead of let's talk about why we could do that. And so it opens up that door to like the possibility of yes, I think is huge that we talk about. And I like that you tied that into us working with troubled kids because that's just a huge part of it. Yeah. Huge, huge part of it. And then committing to something like really putting your all into it and then taking the, your ego out of it right. is no a huge part. Judgment is yeah. not... 
good in I mean, especially not an improv, but it's not useful anywhere. Anywhere. Right? Judging yourself, judging other people for the choices. Either good or bad. It just doesn't serve you at all. You know, and uh, again, yeah, using that uh, in our teachings, whether it's in our workshops or with the troubled youth that we work with, uh, that's such a, for a lot of people, that's such a, like, it's like such a new idea for them yeah. to feel like, oh, I sh- I don't need to judge myself on this. Yeah. And in fact, I shouldn't, or I don't want to say should. We shouldn't should on ourselves. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not to judge myself on the choices that I'm making in this moment because what's happening, going back to the acceptance, is exactly what's supposed to happen in this moment. That yeah. That kind of thing, right? It's kind of liberating when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah, the, and we find that it's uh, liberating on both stage and in life, yeah. and to see people grow through that is big. So, yeah, I think that's a good thing. When we teach, those are the four things we really try to teach through any variety of ways. But those are the four big things for us. And then respect always. We respect each other. We respect the space. So we have all those conversations that are really important, especially with everything that's been happening in, in the improv community in the States lately, that, uh, that you know, you have conversations with your community about what everybody is comfortable with and, Mm -hmm. and how we take care of each other and where those boundaries are and make sure everybody's being respected and making sure that we are, you know, truly taking care of each other and nobody is feeling like anybody is taking advantage of anybody else or, or or anything like that's happening. So that respect piece is also very, very big for us Mm -hmm. because improv is one of those, uh, it's an art form where things can get a little bit, uh, gray, right? When we start to say, we accept everything. Everything's a yes. You have to say yes to everything. You find yourself both on and off stage in situations where somebody might want to say, that's a, we've crossed the line. And that we need to also give people the right to say, we've crossed the line. Like some things are always not going to be okay. We can't take advantage of each other. So respect is that other fourth part of that foundation. The four corners. Pillars, if you will. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> cool, that's really awesome. Yeah. So one last question for all of you. Um, this is not a popularity question, but just maybe something you've seen recently um, anywhere in the world, uh, a show that you just could switch off your improviser brain and just enjoy the show, something that you thought was really great. Ooh, good question. That is a great question. Um, good question. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like impro- improv relationship or does it, are you looking for not an improv relationship let's go with improv let's go with improv improv relationship I, I will last night uh, yeah. and, and not this is not because I'm talking to Neil right now uh, but legitimately every show I saw last night mm-hmm. was so good uh, your show that you did and just yeah, the, the enjoyment that there was of like watching you play with this person that had never been on stage to do improv before and just how how much you took care of that person and right. respected oh, them. And that's something that like, I wish I could I, harness every student yeah. who's on that intermediate level yeah. to come to your show, yeah. right? Because there's some point in improv, or at least I found with us, and maybe this could be this could reflect back on us as something that we're teaching within our community. I don't know, but at some point there's always you reach some point in the intermediate stage where somebody says I'm, oh, we, I have to play with somebody good, right? Mm-hmm. You get that, that fear of, you start to see people sort of being like, well, I don't want to play with that person because they're new and they're not very good, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would have loved to, have, to take all of those people mm-hmm. and take them to your show and show that it has nothing to do with the person who's on stage with you, yeah. right? That it has everything to do with you 
Yeah, sanding yeah. the hell out of what's going on. You supporting the person that's with you. That that's what's everything. That that's where the key is. That it has nothing to do with like, I want to play with good people as much as it's like, I want to be the best that I can be for my partner. Yeah. Right. And you are like the, you are the epitome of that in your show. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, I'm uh, let you away with that one though. You have to <laughs> uh, and then, and I really liked, uh, you know, again, like I'll talk about all three shows that I saw last night because there was more and I, uh, we didn't make all of them, but, uh, Trickle was also a really awesome uh, improv piece to watch, um, and I, what I loved about them too. It, it, I mean, a they did a really it was they did a really fun uh, piece, a really fun set. Uh, but watching the two guys doing the music for them uh, was also just really really cool to see. Just and I love like you know any anyone that can play piano and, and watch an improv scene and, and do that like Phil did for your show. And, all that like it just amazes me but like i love watching like they were so invested in what was going on on stage when trickle was playing and like you know the percussionist like literally like never his eyes never left the stage um and uh it was just really to watch i mean that whole ensemble play in such a great way and to have uh what was her name uh gosh, the, what was it Kaiser. yeah that uh, played with them for the first time uh and how just really great, I mean, you know, she obviously does improv, but, like, how great she fit in with them and how, uh, I mean, they just played, it was a really fun show to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said you were going to talk and, about all three of them. And the teacher not. show, like, again, the thing <laughs> with the teacher show that I really liked is, uh, you know, a lot of those... I find that sometimes like a, a jam type show can be very uh, hit and miss. Hit and miss. Uh, very. Yeah. Like, I was yeah, going to say clusterfucky. Sorry if that offends. But uh, three Mormons have just. <laughs> 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 um, it's the same three. They're like son of a. Every time. time. I was um, giving them another chance on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, they. Uh, uh, but everyone played so well together. Like, and it was really cool. And like Wendy shared that moment of just everyone, uh, you know, bringing themselves to the stage. I mean the. You know, again, whenever you talk about improv later, it sounds like you're on the weirdest acid trip ever. But like, you know, the, it started off with the uh, <laughs> speak demon, show your face, and then, you know, like it was just so much fun, and everyone, like everyone, just owned everything on stage. It was like, yeah. and just watching everyone, like all you guys play, and just accepting the gifts that were being given, and there was no like, no one judging it. It was all, you know, how can we make this work? How can we make this work? And it's just really, that just really is. Beautiful. Such an awesome night of improv last night. I just really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree with TJ. Um, in the essence of being different, I guess I'll, I'll name a different show. But I do agree. Like, everything I saw last night was just so spot on fantastic uh, yeah. and entertaining. Both as somebody who, if you turned off your improv brain and watched it, it would be amazing to watch. But also as an improviser, keeping your improv brain on all three of those shows were really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if we're talking strictly about uh, like turning an improv brain off and just like really enjoying something on stage, I, I think the most recent thing that I've really enjoyed uh, and consistently continue to is I really like watching uh, The Revengers mm -hmm. um, from Bakersfield, California, Rob Long and uh, the guys from yeah, CIA. Do good stuff. The, the improvised comic book that they do uh, is just... So meticulously fantastic down to the detail, especially if you're like a comic book reader, uh, knowing watching them, you can tell that they're very passionate about the source material that they're working with and the idea of what their show is and that they are so willing to play in all aspects of that with each other. 
Um, and so every time I've watched them, I'm always so engaged. And I actually do find myself, out of every show I watch uh, improv-wise, it's the easiest one for me to be like, I'm not even going to think about the improv of this anymore because I'm just enjoying whatever's about to happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I got to hand it to those guys every time because it's, it's yeah. so much fun to watch. It's fun to watch Rev watch that show. It is. Because I don't know much That's about true, comic yeah. books, yeah. right? But to watch Rev, who loves comic books. I love comic and, books. And that's to say that I enjoy the hell out of a Revenger show and uh-huh. understand. And that's what's so cool about it. It's, it's a continuation show that you can just watch one they have their- one show of, one episode of, and enjoy. But then know that it's connected to everything else. It's, really, mm-hmm. it's a really amazing thing that they've done. Um, but to watch somebody who loves comic books <laughs> watch the show is really fun because they get all of the little nuances that I'm like, and I get that. But I know it's something. Yeah. Um, are you done? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like- yes. Uh, first, I will say that um, I am... I- do not have as much improv experience as they do. I have my degree is in creative writing. Um, and until Wendy introduced me to improv, I am, I was strictly dramatic and, uh, character actress and a poet. So I came into improv with my brain deconstructs everything. Like I look at everything like literature and I just break it apart. It's terrible to talk to me about movies because I will just tear it apart. Um, (laughs) It's not terrible to talk to her about. Okay. It's yeah, quite fun. It's not terrible. Um, <laughs> so I, I have found a lot of that in improv. I still deconstruct things. And um, for me, the teacher show last night was, um, was amazing. That, that, for me, I was able to shut off because it was, it was everything that I love about theater and entertainment in general. There was poetry, there was mythology, there was literature, mm-hmm. there was comedy. There's some very there poignant was, moments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was some drama. There was there was everything in that show, and um, <coughs> I'm in love with it, and I'm going to marry it. So, Ooh, so yeah. <laughs> but don't tell the show. Don't tell the show. <laughs> I need to come up with a romantic proposal. So. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so for me, uh, I echo everything everybody else has said. Um, but the first thing that popped into my head was um, at the Orange County Improv Festival last year, um, there was a show, and they don't even play regularly together. Um, uh, they might. I, I don't know if Josh and Drew do. But They've Josh Nichols and Drew and yeah, and yeah. Drew Coolidge um, did a two-person show at the Orange County Improv Festival last year. Yeah. It was a mono scene, uh, mm-hmm. which they didn't plan on it necessarily being a mono scene. They just, I think, walked on stage and said, "If we're going to let what happens happen. And it was the most beautifully grounded and wonderfully honest scene where Josh had just proposed to Drew's character and Drew was thinking about it. And it it was like a 30 minutes of him just being honestly not sure about whether or not that was the right thing. And, um, and all of the humor came in the fact that Josh's character had created these huge spectacular things, right? Like, and, and it was so sincerely sad that I was able to turn my, my brain off and, and laugh in like the most sincerest way possible when Josh so heartbreakingly just said, just please don't look up. And, and Drew's character was like, why? And he goes, there is a plane 
skywriting <laughs> right now, and I don't want. I just don't look up. I, I and can't it was, stop it. It's already. It's already happening. <laughs> I've already paid it. There's no way to stop it now. You know what I mean? And like, and this idea of just how like beautifully honest it was because it wasn't done for the joke. It wasn't done for like a yuck yuck yuck. It was just so like sincerely wonderful to think of this guy who had done the most extravagant proposal you could think of only to have his girlfriend be like, I'm not sure. And then have them have a very honest, sincere conversation about why she wasn't sure if this was the right next step for them. While and all of these other things all, are happening. Yeah. While yeah. this consistently being interrupted by the next big thing that he had planned <laughs> or to know that like their parents are coming, you know, like yeah. because he invited them because he thought she was going to say yes. And it was just so beautiful. Beautifully honest, and I love stuff like that. I love to, the the things that just feel like we're just peeking in through the window, and we're seeing this like reality that's happening because nothing's funnier than real life <laughs> to me. Um, and so I just thought to watch them like just sort of float and dance through that scene with such ease and grace. It was just it was a really beautiful scene. That's one for me. Awesome, Leah, Wendy, TJ, and Rev. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Thank you.